This is Jamie Dyer welcoming you to another Watching the Wireless podcast. This time I'm joined by Tanya, um, who's going to tell us about what she does at Burgess Hill Community Radio and much more as well. Um, Tanya, welcome to the podcast. How did you get involved in the radio station? Yeah. Hi, Jamie. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, as we spoke about before, now I've listened to a few of your podcasts and your guests seem experts in their field and definite radio geeks. I'm not one of those just because I've not been in it long. So I've only been presenting for a year. And before that, my background to give you um, a rough idea, um, I actually worked in marketing and banking in Canary Wolf. So something completely different, although the marketing has come in handy. I'm sure you can see where I'm going with that. And then I had a career break for quite a while, actually, seven years, had two children. And then when my youngest started nursery, I thought I'd like to do something, just a couple of mornings a week. Um, and to be honest, I wasn't even sure what I was going to do, but I was driving around town and I heard on my local radio station they were looking for people to help out with anything, admin, um, yeah, something in the back office. So I, I emailed them saying, I've got marketing background. Do you need some help? Um, they they bit my hand off. I was in the next day for an interview and I just never left. That's how I got into it at the beginning. So I worked in the back office. I helped with admin, marketing, sales, which is definitely not my strong point, but they needed advertisers. So um, Burgess Hill Radio is still quite new. They actually only got their FM license October 2018. And I started around March 2019. So it's still in its infancy. I mean, we had this conversation. It feels like it's definitely getting better. And I think because of lockdown, actually, we've picked up more advertisers. So we've done quite well with that. I think you, you've touched upon something which is very, um, it's, it's, it's unspoken, really. No one really talks about it. Uh, the idea that you hear people on the air but you don't see all those people behind the scenes and you don't often think that they're there. You think that certainly my original idea of community radio in particular was that those people on the air were also the people doing it behind the scenes. So you did get, uh, you did get onto the air eventually, didn't you? Yeah. So I guess, yeah, as you know, it takes quite a few people to run a station and um, it's not, it's not all glamorous, is it? In local community radio, it's not, well, it's not glamorous at all. <laughs> Um, so yeah, when I, 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 you know, I absolutely loved it. I thought everyone was, it was great seeing people come in and out to their shifts and naturally people would start saying, do you want to record this? Do you want to do the local news? Do you want to come in and quickly chat on this topic? And I'd never even thought about being on the radio before, but I, I wasn't scared of the microphone and, um, it always felt very natural just to, to chat into it. And um, very soon afterwards, I started being, well, they say it's swing jock. Basically, if someone's unwell, you take their, you know, cover their show. But I only covered one show. I got, you know, kind of trained on that. And, um, and then they said, oh, do you want your own show? It was that quick. And um, I, I started doing Friday mid-mornings. My first one was 12th of July. And I looked it up recently. They were using, and this is probably a bit boring information, but they were using, I voice tracked um, just for, you know, a filler in case someone, you know, didn't turn up and they were using that for Tuesday mid-morning. And I just said, oh, great. So when my youngest starts school, I'll take the Tuesday mid-morning too. Thanks. And they're like, oh, okay. So I ended up with two mid-morning shows. So it happened so quickly. It was great. And you sound really enthusiastic because you didn't set out to do that that wasn't sort of part of your thing you, you did you were, went into the radio for another reason and found your way into that how long did it take you to kind of find your sound as it were 
Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, I don't know. I still wonder how I found it. And the longer you you are into it, you start overanalyzing even more, don't you, about your style, your the way you say things, buzz phrases, you know, things that you're comfortable with. But I just talk, and I, I still always think this, I try and talk like I'm talking to a friend. So it always sounds very conversational. It doesn't sound like a telephone voice. And, you know, each to their own, everyone's got their own style. And I know that when I read the local news, I use my telephone voice. But when all the other kind of presenting, I just just chat like I'm, like, yeah, having a, having a friendly chat, talking about the weather, talking about what I've been up to at the weekend. And um, so far, it's, it's worked. We had a previous conversation to this where you said that the so-called DJ voice that some radio presenters have used in the past isn't really a normal speaking voice and that that kind of way that they speak um, in that situation isn't how you'd speak to your friends, for example. Exactly. Yeah, and that was just something I um, consciously wanted to avoid. I mean, I used to. And this is going back many moons. I'm a bit older than you, Jamie. Um, I used to work for a call centre. And that definitely is, again, your telephone voice. Oh, hi, how can I help you today? Your food is Tanya. Can I, you know. um, and I, I didn't want to do that. And I do think as well, um, this, from what I, my limited knowledge, of course, um, when I hear someone on the radio, it has changed, hasn't it? I think before you very much did have the telephone, the announcer voice. And now it does feel like it's getting very relaxed and informal. And that's my that's the style I prefer to listen to and obviously use. In terms of radio, what are you listening to? Yeah, so I was listening to your um, other podcast. And yeah, it's, to be fair, and we talked about this before as well, spoilers, but um, it wasn't just, when I started getting into the radio, it wasn't just the fact I wanted to talk. It wasn't, although I'm really interested in the presentation side and thinking about content, I really like music. And that's why I thought, how cool to be in the back office of a radio. Um, so in my spare time, and Jamie, I've got two young children, so le- warnings, I know you're due one. You don't have much spare time. I do like to listen to a lot of music. So I, I listen to current stuff. I just, I've been listening to like yeah, Harry Styles' new album, Dua Lipa's. I go back and listen to the stuff that I liked when I was a teen. So we're talking Britpop, we're talking mid-90s and everything in between. And I still try and go back now and people say, oh, have you heard Bowie's you know, last album before he died? I'm like, no, I'll go back and listen to it. So I do listen to a lot of music. Um, but when it comes to trying to listen to radio, I do like BBC Radio 2. I think they've just got a really good balance. And I guess maybe I'm 37 years young and maybe it's more aimed at me. I do find the commercial radio stuff a bit too snappy. You get the kind of top 10, top 20 and not much chat. I do want something a bit more. I do like the talk with the music. You also told me before that at um, the radio station that you're currently at, they are encouraging you to talk more and do more kind of interviews and bits and pieces. Yeah, so um, I know that when they first applied for their um, Ofcom license, they put a percentage, like a ratio of how much music to talking, and I can't remember what it was, but the talking was high. I don't, and even now they're like, I don't you know, do we meet that quota? Maybe we do. Um, so they've always, as soon as I started, they said, yeah, talk, we want to hear about you. You're a local person. We're talking to local people. Talk about the council having a new free sand pit for the summer and talk about the fact that you've been there with your children talk about the new library that's opened up if you've been there keep it real and we do always try and involve the community so we have lots of adverts and things local events but we also have people come in and they talk about what they're running what little charity things 
um, yeah, a new shop that's opened. It's not always the most exciting, but hopefully it's relevant. And for people who are in the town and in the surrounding area, it gives them, especially like talking about, not at the moment anymore, but you know, some affairs that weekend. So that was always quite good. And people quite liked that, talking about what, what was planned and what was going on in your area. And I, th- I think that is the role of community radio these days, to have more kind of speech content. I do believe in that. I do think, you know, because your local area that might not be relevant to someone else but it's relevant to you as a local yeah exactly although what's it called the app or the website when you can see all the radio stations in the world yeah it's like uh, it's like earth or something isn't it it's like radio earth or something along those lines i'm sure one of our listeners will know if you work in the radio industry it's quite nice actually on that particular website to see your stream come up you think, oh, I'm I'm on the map. I know on the I said that Burgess Hill on the map. Yeah, exactly. And it's and I have done. I guess you could call it competitor research. I have listened to other little community radio stations just to get an idea of how many times they play their jingle, how much talking do they do, what do they talk about, what sort of content, what sort of what sort of demographic do I think they're talking to. So I, I used to do that a little bit. I probably still should. It's it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I, I mean that almost sounds like an anorak, but the way you've been talking. You're, you're almost everything but. I know, I know. I think that's, again, the marketing side. You know, that's, um, yeah, I've come from a different background and sometimes it does flare up and I'm like, oh, I'm quite interested in, yeah, who our listeners are, how we can engage with them. So far, Facebook seems the best for us. I don't know if that's for everyone in community radio stations. We do get the odd phone call and we do get the odd email uh, and not much you know you don't get tweeted often but um facebook seems to do well especially if we do little polls or little topics of the day and um again i quite like the fact that facebook put together um some results and analysis so you can get an idea of how many people click through to your website especially because we can stream from there so it gives you an idea of what's working it's obviously just a small number of a percent you know of who is who's listening but gives us an idea of how what's what's successful well, and it allows you to target because I do think it is important to listen to those stats and, and what's going on because some community stations out there have quite a, quite a narrow view as to what they do. And really the idea behind community radio is to listen to that, listen to the community. Um, when you're presenting, I mean, you've touched upon it a little bit there, but do you get much interaction from listeners? Yeah, I, you know... Not as much as I would like. Does everyone say that? Um, and at the beginning, um, I guess as, a, as you know, someone new to it, I found it quite flat if I didn't get much interaction. But as I've gone on, I've kind of realised there's lots of people listening, not necessarily getting involved. It's a bit like the internet, isn't it? Only 1% actually comment. Is there something like that? There's some sort of, you know, so it's a bit like that. So uh, over time, I've accepted lots of people listen doesn't mean they actually I mean when's the last time you phoned up a radio station you're going to say the other day now aren't you but I haven't phoned up a radio station ever I don't think growing up maybe once I want to say about a month ago oh no I knew you'd say that that's not normal Jamie come on no no well that is more I, I think certainly in the talk stations a lot of them tend to be people who call quite regularly yeah a different audience yeah it's a, it is a different audience that's right um and are you still doing any of the backroom stuff have they fully promoted you now is it a promotion? Yeah, I did try and balance it all, but it was a little bit too much because, as you know, I do have two young children and I suddenly realised I was doing quite a lot. And for me, I just fell in love with the presenting. And I think they said, do you just want to carry on with this? And plus, you know, um, with lockdown, 
um, I started covering breakfast shows and stuff, and that's quite full on, isn't it? It's obviously a very early start. Uh, so that's the way I've kind of ended up. But I'm, yeah, I'm just really falling in love with it. I guess I'm in the honeymoon period of radio still. So you're probably beyond this, aren't you? You've been in it for a while. Well, yeah, quite possibly. And uh, But I, I think if you have a love for something, like a real love, it never really leaves you, even when you're angry at it. <laughs> it's a complicated relationship, yeah? Yeah. I, I th- but I think it's like that with any occupation or, yeah. or any interest. Yeah, 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 exactly. And um, I've had my good days and bad days. And I've had, um, you know, a bad show where you think, I don't, you know, I don't know, you come out and you just feel like you didn't do well and it didn't feel like it flowed or you beat yourself up a little bit. I don't know, have you felt that? Yeah, yeah, I've, we've all had it, I think. There's always, uh, there is that old adage that says you're only as good as your last show. Right. Oh, let's hope you didn't leave on a bad note then, because that's the, that's the problem, isn't it? Especially if you had a break for a little bit and the last show was bad. That's quite hard to go back into then, isn't it? Well, it does knock your confidence a little bit. Um, if people wanted to find out um, more about your show and the station, where would they need to go to? Yeah, burgesshillradio.co.uk. So there's a big play button. I think we are on quite a few of the radio apps as well. So my show is on Tuesday and Friday mid-mornings, so 10 o'clock to 1 p.m. And at 12 p.m. it is the Girl Power Hour where all the songs are by female artists and groups. That's an interesting thing. And, and I know you told me before that was something you tried several different ideas based around the same thing. And that one just kind of took off. It's strange, isn't it? Like, I... I and um, I don't know how you find when you were doing your shows, but uh, for me, it is easier if you have a theme. You know, if you go in and we have a lot of freedom of music. I think I talked to you about that before. So we can pick songs to play, which could be a blessing and a curse. When I started thinking, you know, for three hours, that's a lot of songs. That's like 36 songs with, you know, chat here and there, obviously depending. And I thought if I kind of put it in sections, it might make it easier to plan and think about. So I do an 80s hour, I'll do hits from the last year, whatever. And I did a girl power hour. And that was the one in my first two shows that I had requests for. The other two hours, nothing. And in the girl power, even the fact that the hour before the girl power hour, I said, oh, if you want to put your requests in, I got them, you know, ready. So I thought, okay, so this one, yeah, I've thrown lots at it and that's the one that stuck. And um, even now, when I talk to someone about it and they've heard a bit on the radio, like, oh, yeah, you play songs by girls. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's right. So it's like three hours, but that's the hour that people remember. It's the one that, that most um, strikes a chord with people. Um, you do kind of a regular show, as it were, but there are other people during the week that do. Do you talk to them at all? The people that are in your slot on the other days? Yeah, so, um, yeah, we, we do. And especially we, we sometimes um, try and roll over a theme and we talk about it and we do lots of handovers to the show after us as well. And, so, and, I, and I love co-presenting. That's the other thing. I've done it about five times now. And I think I really enjoyed that as well because you get the whole energy and it feels like you don't have to think up content too much. You don't have to spend your time thinking, oh, God, what am I going to talk about? Should I talk about the weather? Should I talk about the song? Should I talk about the fact that that was my first single I bought? Should I talk about Tiger King's doing really well at the moment? Um, you know, it takes away all that because you say something, they say something back and then it just flows. So it makes it an easier show. But you do need to have the chemistry with the other person yeah that that is important and it's good to hear actually um and that's probably the biggest advert of all that your station your presenters all talk to each other because i have heard of community stations where no one talks to each other every show sounds different 
yet they're all using the same package and there's no kind of cohesion there it's it's all um mixed and jumbled up and it sounds very much like your station has a cohesive sound you know you all sound like the same place absolutely and um, we need to work on a style guide it's been worked on so yeah we do say similar things and when we post things on social media it's got good, good branding and things but yeah we're always kind of encouraged to um, promote other shows so that's very easy to do and we've got and i'm sure that everyone has this we've got a little presenter whatsapp group and we all send a lot of love and support to each other during our shows, which again is really nice. Or sometimes I'll be talking about something, I'll get a message from someone saying, oh, can you mention that I'm actually focusing on that artist on my solar Motown show? So obviously I would. Yeah. Well, I do wish you all the best of luck with, with it. And uh, hopefully that enthusiasm for radio comes through because I'm sure your listeners would miss you if you weren't there. Oh, so, I you think know, so, Jamie. Thank you for serving your own community and, and all the best um, with the radio station. And uh, long may it continue. Thank, thank you very much for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Lovely to chat.